gotta be up together, girl Maybe we're better misunderstood I've been trying to be clear in my feelings, girl Maybe we're better misunderstood I've been overthinking We ain't really even got a name We'd be so much better misunderstood all right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 113 of The Awakened Soul. Um, and on this week's episode, we have Beck from the Team Podcast coming in to discuss uh, the trials and tribulations of being a black business owner that's a woman. Uh, so we break down just the barriers that are in place for a black woman to own her own business and some of the things that she goes through in owning her own business. And we also compare that to uh, black business owners that are male and then uh, white women business owners as well. It's a great conversation. We really break that down from a high level. Um, for any first-time listener to this podcast, I'm your host, CEO Hayes. You can follow me personally at C-E-O-H-A-I-Z-E. You can follow the podcast at Awaken Soul or at the Awakened Soul Pod, just depending on where you're looking for us at. Um, again, uh, we are still pushing uh, towards 100 reviews on iTunes, so make sure you're getting your iTunes reviews in. Uh, we're at 59 the last time I checked, so uh, right under 60. We're trying to get up to 100 before the end of the year. Um, make sure you also go and check out the Briggs Media, which we are a part of, um, and that is a, a network of podcasts that are all black and beautiful. You get your slice of everything. That's the culture. Um, by subscribing to that, you can make sure you go to the breaksmedianetwork.com where you can get merch for each of the podcasts there. We have Awaken Soul shirts there and everything, all that good stuff. Uh, enough housekeeping. We are going to go ahead and get into the show. Um, and for anyone who's been listening for a while, you know the first segment is always the mind of Hayes. And this week we'll be discussing uh, mass shootings in that first segment. So we're going to go ahead and let AJ take it away. And I'll see you guys right after this. The following is a Breaks Media podcast. You are now listening to the best podcast in the world, The Awakened Soul, hosted by my daddy. Welcome to the dark and twisted place that is my mind. And this week, unfortunately, we will be talking about the mass shootings in both El Paso and Dayton, Ohio. Um, as most of you guys know, I do live in Columbus, Ohio myself. Dayton is about an hour away. Um, I do have a lot of family that lives in Dayton. I have a lot of cousins, uh, uncle, aunts. Um, my sister was raised in Dayton, Ohio. So I have a I have a lot of family. Dayton, Ohio is a place that I still consider semi home like uh anytime you hear me talk about my grandmother uh Helen who meant the world to me she lived in Dayton Ohio so that place is a is a very special place to me personally so when I woke up this morning and I heard about the mass shooting there it just it 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 kind of sunk I got that that sunken feeling in my stomach um luckily 
none of my family was even remotely close um, during the shooting. So thank God there. Um, but with all these mass shootings, of course, the conversation of gun violence and everything is going to come up as they do with every mass shooting. But I wanted to talk about an interesting um, statistic uh, coming out of this. So uh, Sunday, the day the, 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 the mass shooting happened early in the early morning is a Sunday. Uh, by the time you guys, most of you guys will be hearing this, it'll be Monday. So um, as of Sunday, it was the 216th day of the year. And on that day. Um, there has, oh, well, as of that day, there have been 251 mass shootings. So as a country right now, we are on track to have more mass shootings than days in the year. Just let that sink in for a minute. Um, yeah. So just, just, just think about that. Um, um, there have been over a hundred people shot, um, well over that. Uh, it looks like as of, uh, in so far in 2019, uh, there have been a total of 33,000 uh, shooting incidents. And uh, because of those, they've resulted in 8,734 deaths and 17,000, a little over 17,000 injuries. So you'll be hearing, um, as happens every time with when these mass shootings pop up, is that you'll You'll hear the politicians come and as distasteful as it as it can be sometimes when politicians starts using this uh, the, the mass shootings like these as um, ploys in their campaigns. And, you know, we're we're in the, the midst of people gearing up for the presidential campaign. The Democrats are tearing tearing each other apart. Um, so this is going to continue to be a hot button button topic. But, you know, to take away from the, the, the politics side of it. And there's a lot to be said there. Um I, I was doing my research to talk about this and, and, you know, personally, I want to kind of because, like I said, I have issues when politicians automatically run, run the ground with it. But um, the number of mass shootings in just this year alone, uh, if you combine them all together, were more than I believe the first four years of Obama's um, presidency. So just uh, you can take that for what it will. But we aren't going to focus on the politics here. Um it, it 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 it's it's it 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 makes you scared. Like as a father, um, as a father of a teenager, at that, when these mass shootings happen and, and it starts just being unsafe to just be you, to be people, to enjoy time out, to enjoy your family, to enjoy like anything, you have to worry about this. We have to protect ourselves, and regardless of where you fall on the on the spectrum of gun control uh, if we should even have them in this country regardless of all of that um it's it's you, you have to pay attention um you know my heart and my prayers go out to any of the families affected by this and you know it, it's we're only we're only in august people so it's 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 definitely going to be more um we'll continue to monitor it but you know it it's it really and i don't want to like be the end is nigh guy and, and all that but when you hear people talk about us being in the end of days and you think about like the number of mass shootings what goes through somebody's head when they say i'm going to unload a gun into a group of people that had that more than likely probably didn't have anything to do with how whatever was going on in the guy's head it's sickening and it's sad and you know 29 people lost their lives between Saturday night to Sunday morning in the two different mass shootings that happened. And that can't, you know, it shouldn't go missing. I know, like I said, the politicians are going to use it for what they can, but 
uh, protect yourself, people. I think that's overall what it is. It's just to, to try to stay aware of your surroundings. I know there's nothing really we can do to prepare for something like this, but, you know, prayers out to the families and everything that go out there. Um, but that's it. We're going to go ahead. We're going to take a break, um, kind of cleanse the palate here, and we're going to come back, and there's going to be a conversation with Beck from the team podcast that I mentioned earlier. I'll see you guys right after this. Welcome to Technical File, the sports podcast you never knew you needed. It's your boy, T-I-M-K-I-N-Z, the number three, a.k.a. Go, go, Power Ranger. Yeah, this is the Black Ranger. It's me, a.k.a. Mr. Give It To Me. It's Ash Ketchum in his bed. <laughs> I am the Eric J. Only known as the Eric J. And I'm Camille, point guard of the crew, the real-life Tifa Lockhart, the girl next door. You know, holding it down for all the women who love sports. And it's your boy, K. Harris, the gentleman. The gentleman. The gentleman. Also known as K. Diddy. Take that, take that. But better known as the people's Jabroni. <laughs> and that's us. I mean, we four friends come together every week to talk about the biggest stories in sports with our own flair to it. Let me tell you. You ain't never heard a sports podcast that's entertaining before. Damn straight. So check us out every Wednesday. Get at us. Who you with? Who you crew? Who you clear? Who you fan? Who you sick? Who you gang, who you real? Fuck em all, fuck em all, that my tribe That my crew, that my clip That my fan, that my sis That my gang, that my rip Fuck em all, fuck em all, that my tribe Yeah, yeah, that my tribe Yeah, yeah, that my tribe Yeah, that my tribe Yeah Hey, feel like one of the crew, feel like one of the crew. Ain't got nothing to do, ain't got nothing to do. Feel like super glue, feel like one of the crew. And I'm running with you, we got money to move. Put your pride in the trash bin, too much ego in the captions. Don't get swept up like a Tesla, you ain't really need the gassing. Hate to see my niggas clashing, hate to plot, love the casting. Tryna catch a nigga lacking, bet the tribe will outlast them. Every nigga got an accent, and a funky way of dancing. And we get it with our passion, and they still afraid of black skin. Niggas tryna split a fraction, small money for the trapping. Stadiums full of vibranium in the land of the black skin. And it's time that we cashing, feel the hunger like I'm fasting. Think of more action. I'm so motherfucking tapping. Black star line of captain. Babylonian assassin. Fake woke niggas napping. Tuck them in like a napkin. That my tie. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I have a returning guest and a member of the family, the Breaks Media family in the building. That is Beck from uh, the team podcast. What's going on, Beck? Hey, hey, how are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. My everyone knows how I'm doing. How are you doing? What's going on with the team? Like, what do y'all have planned? I know, but I just want to give it a chance to talk about it here. So Yo, when I say like that's an understatement. We now like the next between all of August, October, September, like we always we got mad stuff going on. We're going to Cabo for Danny's 30th, so that'll be fun. Um, we have a booking to host a red carpet coverage for an event August 24th, and then we are hosting another red carpet gala in October. Of course, APOC Connection, we got um, nominated for Podcast of the Year. Super excited about that, going out there. 
um, a few other podcast live shows that we're going to. I just came back from Houston um, from the Social Complex podcast. Live show was dope. So just putting our hands in a little bit of everything just out there. Yeah. The summer. The hot, hot girl summer. So we <laughs> How do you balance it? Like what? Because you guys are good at something that I'm not good at. And that's like, I don't celebrate my accomplishments enough. I don't celebrate like all the work that I put in. I just, I work, 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 work. You guys are very good at taking time to slow down, fellowship, right. have fun uh, amongst each other and everything. How do you balance all that? Like, when do you know, okay, it's time to celebrate, it's time to work? Like, how do you balance it? Yeah, we actually, we have to like make time because at one point it was just always podcast, podcast, podcast. We could be at a happy hour out to dinner. We could be talking about ideas and podcasts. So we had to like say, all right, once a month, we gonna, we kind of need to do it again, but like once a month, we going to do something. We ain't going to talk shit about the podcast or be on our phone. So even like um, the trip for Danny's birthday, she's like, look, I want everybody to take this time to like relax. Like all of us have like a really good time together. This is our first big group trip in a little while. Yeah. So like we have to literally plan it. Okay. Planning is everything. Yeah. What you guys planning is, is on point. Um, yeah, and Linnell yeah. be on me when I don't respond to emails in time. I hate it when I when I because I I have to like remember like put in my calendar. All right, respond to Linnell's email at such and such time. If I don't, I know I'm about to get this email, and she oh, handles it very well, and very professional. It was one time where I think she was ready to be like nigga. Right, a professional clapback. Yes, yeah, shout out to our manager Linnell. Yeah. She's so good with. We really needed her as far as, you know, answering emails when people ask, you know, for booking us. Like, none of us wanted to deal with that. We got me on the event planning side. Um, Danny and Trell are collabing with the social media and the engagement side. Joe handles our finances. So it's nice that everybody has a piece and we can trust each other that they're going to do what they need to do. And, you know, come back in our meetings and say, you know, this is what happened. This is what we did. It's good. It's a nice little our business is flowing. It is. It's, it's great. And you mentioned a pod connection. First of all, the Breaks Media is so well represented in this in this in the, the pod connection. Shout out to Empress Nick, who does her thing. Like I want to say, like her the fact that she's and someone who's put together live shows. I, I've put together a few, but to put together an event like this, an award show, and she has like different things on different days. I can only imagine how much work goes into that. Um, shout out to her. But the Breaks Media, and and it makes it even it makes me even more proud because. This is us being nominated by our peers or by listeners. Like, it's not us. It's not even Nick picking the people, so to say. And that just lets me know that w- the breaks ain't nobody fucking with us, man. Period, point blank. Basically, period. <laughs> <laughs> Young girl. Young uh, Miami voice. But, yeah, I just, I'm really super excited. Um, we've only been in it a, a year and six months or so it's like a year and some change our two year will be in march of 2020 and just to see us to get nominated i'm just like oh my gosh like you know how you always work so hard and it's just like we're not doing enough we gotta do more we're not doing enough we gotta do more like to see that the work that we are doing is you know being seen and being heard it's a blessing absolutely well let's get into the business that we came here to do today so I, I, I had a topic in mind, and I'm, it's no no cap, no smoke, no nothing. Like, the only person that I could do this with is you. That's it. Um, Thank you. That's a privilege. And so the, the topic is, is that um, does society give black women the same respect for one, running a business as they do a man or even a white woman? That's kind of just the thesis question. We'll flesh it out more as we go here. Um, 
But what do you, what do you think when you when I sent you that? What was the first thing that came to mind? I said, "Oh, I got time." <laughs> when you first was like, "Yo, I got a topic. I know you have the same energy." I'm like, "What's the topic?" When you told me, I'm like, "Oh yeah, let me write my notes now." I, <laughs> I started writing little stuff. I'm like, "Oh hell no, they don't respect us." Um, and it's so funny because I actually had to get my car towed before, and it was a woman. I'm like, "Oh my god, like that's dope." I never seen like a woman mechanic. She's like, "Yeah, you know, trying to open up my own." do so because I feel like people won't come just off the strength that I'm a woman even though I know what the hell I'm doing yeah. like you know what it's a good that's a good good valid point like I think I don't know if it's you know certain rules we say all right that's a man's job or that's something that a man would do and she was like you know I, I fear that if I do open it's not going to be successful so I'm like, you know, no, girl, be positive. And I'm thinking in the back of my head, like, yo, she's right. Yeah. But there's so many layers to this, though. It is. It's a lot to unpack. Because, like, the, I don't mean you have talked about before um, where, like, you ran into a situation somebody's supposed to do some merch for you or whatever. And I know you're yeah. ready to have some people run up on them. Um, but that's a story for another day because we don't need no no, nope. no trace of that. Nope. Nope. Uh, exactly. <laughs> but, like, so that's, that's the first thing I want to talk about from this with, with this topic. Just getting in the just the meeting before like any business meeting presentation anything you have, what's the difficulty as a woman having that because you you have your own side businesses you have the team which we just talked about that you have your part in so like just that part getting someone to either sit down with you do you ever feel like it's harder because you're a woman yes <laughs> first of all our culture period to professionally have a business meeting mm -hmm. it's like what are you talking about. Nah, I'm just going to hit you up, ask you how much you charge, and we're going to do it that way. Like, no, I need to sit down and you know when your event is, how many people you're – this is like my event planning side. Um, how many people, guests you plan on having, what's your budget, what are different ideas that you already came up with, do you have other people or vendors that you are already working with? Like, people just think, like, oh, I'm just going to tell you what I want, and that's going to be it. And it's like, no, that's not how it goes. And so the mindset of our culture to begin with of – what is proper business and business etiquette mm -hmm. is, is it needs to be taught. So there's been plenty of clients that I've, um, you know, before it's like there, I'm going to do any, any event, like your budget could be trash. I've been putting, I put money in of my own into an event for somebody just to say, you know, I need this event to, for the pictures or whatever, but I'm not doing all that no more. Like people really have to, have a mindset and understanding that, look, I'm about my business. I say what I mean. I mean what I say. And I have passion. I'm, I'm very passionate in what I do. Um, and as far as sitting down with a woman, there's some people that just feel like, oh, can no woman tell me what to do? Yeah. Or they can't that's nothing that I don't already know. Um, and I always say all the time, I know so many guys who have great ideas, but they don't know how to execute them properly. So you got to have a woman by your side to execute it. Like, come on. Um, it's, it's true. Like, yeah. oh, I want to do X, Y, and Z. Oh, well, you have to make sure you have to do this. You have to do that. And make sure you have a content calendar. I know that. But then I won't say forceful, but like got in your face with it. Mm -hmm. It can't be just a, you know, look, I want I need your help in X, Y, and Z. It's more so like, oh, well, I suggest had I not been that type of person or been that, type of i won't say forceful what's a good no, word you can either? be forceful but i mean okay. yeah and okay, then there's nothing the wrong with it right and then it's like oh, okay good idea now i can listen to you but had it not been a legit like okay I, i'm pretty sure she knows what she's talking about let me go to her it would never the conversation would never be had and i think so long in like 
American culture, not just black culture, but like the the women were the assistants for generations and generations and generations, right? But when you really look at it, they were the ones who maintained the cap. Like there, there are a whole entire multi million dollar businessmen that couldn't have gotten to where they gotten if they didn't have a good woman behind them taking care of the fine the fine details and stuff. And now we're in, in, in an age where women are just settling for that, and they shouldn't. They're now taking that and saying. Well, shit, if I'm going to be doing all the mind behind it, I'm just going to do it my damn self. Absolutely. Yeah, like all the old school movies where it's the secretary, like, oh, you're here to see Mr. Johnson? Oh, he'll be with you in just a second. Like, yeah, we are the brains to many, 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 many different ideas and, uh, you know, businesses. And But we don't be getting our shout outs, but, you know progress is pro- getting there yeah we're getting there we're, we're getting a little slowly and slowly better about it um so that that takes care of like just getting the meeting and just having the sit down then i feel like there's a whole nother side of it to where women almost have to prove more that they know what the fuck they're talking about than men do i feel like me and you can walk into the same the same place i can say the same thing people be like oh well okay yeah that's what we'll do for it but if if a woman were, were to say it it's this whole thing of oh do do can you show your work? How did you come up with that? No, nah, she knows what the hell she's talking about. Oh, wait. oh, well, how'd you come up with that? Or it's always explanation. Like, you got to explain how it is you got the answer you got or, you know, you have the thoughts that you have. And it's just like, yo, either you're going to trust me or you're not. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Mind you, we're the, like the most educated demographic in the country. Black and w- still. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've said it before on my platforms. Black women are the most underappreciated thing in our culture period and they've you've you guys have always been the backbone to what we do um and i like the fact that like amy being in the position i am with the breaks media working with you guys working with aj like it, it, i love seeing getting to work with the women that i do because you guys know your shit and it's just it's just there's no there's no one who's gonna take anything away from you guys um and I, and I love that about, like like I said, the people that I get to work with day to day. And I've always said how the team is like, if you're a woman in podcasting, reach out to the team if you need some help. Um, but so uh, to get back on kind of the you're welcome to get back on the topic. Um, all right. So we talked about like getting in the door, proving, you know what you know, then like so closing, closing a business deal or even do you do you I'm struggling how I want to word it. Do you, does anyone, has everyone, anyone ever give you the feeling that you kind of need a male to co-sign you at all? Um, sometimes. Sometimes. See, I'm a different, I'm a different female. <laughs> so We know you got a lot of nigga in you, we know. Okay, thank you. <laughs> I was going to say it, but you know, let me say it. Um, yeah, so is I'm very, very, I can read people very well, and, um, I read body languages very well. I just, I can look at someone and be like, oh yeah, they're trying to play me. Mm-hmm. You know? And I'm going to, I'm always like, but I'm over, maybe I'm an overthinker. I'm like, hmm, this might happen. This might, but I'm always prepared. So that usually doesn't happen for me. But I do have, I do see like, you know, people that are a bit more timid or a bit more laid back with those type of things. It's like, oh, should I be double checking with somebody that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, 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 no. I'm going to get back to you. I have other offers on the table, but we'll, you know, table this for another uh, time. So that gives them like, well, damn. Okay. AKA, I don't have any other offers on the table, but I'm going <laughs> to assess and be like, all right, look, well, this is what I got to do. Um, but you have to play that game. You have to, because people will walk all over you. When you first started like your event planning thing, what was the most difficult thing? Um, just having faith in myself that I can actually do it. Cause once again, it's, it's kind of like an oversaturated 
um, business. Mm-hmm. But then I had to realize, like, everybody's, I mean, nobody's going to have that extra touch. Like, I'm going to be the perfectionist that I am. I'm a perfectionist. <laughs> um, but once I got over that, just, you know, getting myself out there, I'm a very, like, open, happy people person, so that wasn't really hard. Um, and just letting people know or respecting your craft. Because people will try you. They yeah. will try. They will send you pictures from Beyonce's wedding and say, oh, I want this too. And then you cut them a price and it's like, oh, well, my budget was only $500. And before I used to be like, you know, I can make that 500 work. Nah. Uh-uh. That's why in the beginning now it's like, oh, what's your budget? Yeah. I can refer you to someone else. <laughs> oh, and that's something that I really hate in our culture is the nickel and diamond the whole like I so I um in my edit my podcast editing business like I have an hour minimum like it's it's an hour minimum right so someone asked me was like well if I send you two yeah if I send you two 30 minute episodes like no no it's an hour minimum per episode like stop trying to nickel and dime me play like I'm not I'm not rink-a-dink this is legit like you I built this shit in my basement this shit is legit so and you invested money and time and energy into it and I think that that's another part of it they'll try to nickel and dime they'll nickel and dime a male but so much yeah but a woman they'll be like oh well no that ain't worth like they'll use their demeanor and be like well nah that's not worth that and make you double guess like well damn am I charging too much that's another aspect I was going to get into the fact that people will try you to undercut you. But when it's a white event planner mm-hmm. who your consultation is off rip $200, yeah. there's a problem. You don't even question the invoice when it's sent to you. My cousin Pookie um, knows how to make Rice Krispie treats. So you can take that off the list and I'm going to have them bring it. But it looks like trash. It makes my table look crazy. My event table look crazy. They coming in late with the Rice Krispie treats. They halfway melt it. No. Mm-mm. No. I just know. <laughs> <laughs> and, it's, it's, and people try to make you seem bad for having pride in what you do. And it's like, like you said, I'm putting my time, I'm putting my energy all that into this you you crazy like i'm not finna undercut anything if my name's on it no <laughs> listen i do not put my name on nothing that's half-assed and i don't care what it is um and yeah I, I don't know and before i used to get so frustrated like trying to explain myself and you know well this is this much because i used to even do my event planning where i had a list of every single item that i needed for the person's event mm-hmm. and then on there nah you don't have to do that you're not obligated to do that you give them the price either they want to pay it or not um and i i people like oh that's too much that's no problem i could refer you to a few people they end up checking everybody else's uh prices ends up coming right back to me Mm -hmm. because i'm a realist too i'm not going to charge you a trillion dollars for something that i know it didn't cost that much i'm very giving but um they end up coming right back it's like well now i'm gonna tax you an extra hundred Hey, that's time is money. Time is money. Um, who, who, what's been harder to work with, men or women? Because I've never asked that question before. Like the perspective of women working with women is that hard? It depends on what women you're dealing with. But men are super easy. Okay, they they know what they want. Sometimes if you can't give them what they want, it's like, look, this is what you wanted, but it's out of your budget. But I found this. Oh, I like chill with it women are a bit i mean you know we're a bit more so um but i haven't had a problem it's all about 
how you approach the person, how your character is with them. And it kind of, it's kind of okay. Like there's other um, event planners here that we've done collab events with. Um, you know, I've used other event planners to help me with setup and I've done the same for them. Um, like, oh, let me borrow your um, sequence tablecloth. Oh yeah, girl, you can borrow my charters. So it's just, I guess it's just the type of person that you're, you're conversing with. Like they get it because they have a business in the same thing that I'm doing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Somebody that doesn't get it might be a little bit more different. Okay. That's different. fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. So in in like what we're talking about is like does society respect the the, the black businesswoman enough? Um and towards the end of that question I asked the whole uh versus like a white woman also. Have you seen any have you had any personal experience where you being a black woman in your industry and a white woman in your industry and the difference in how you guys are treated. So like the difference starts with um, their accessibility to even start their business. So I've, I've met people who, you know, they said, well, you know, I told my husband about this business that I wanted to start and he took over all of our finances just so I can be totally vested. I only work part time. Um, so I can be totally vested into my business and here's my business. You got the black woman on the other side. If you're a single parent, if you're not married, even if you are married, the income is not enough for the husband to take all of the finances while you solely work on your craft. Mm-hmm. And even when we work on your craft, kids and done, you can't solely say, I'm going to work on my business full-fledged as if it was a full-time job. Um, so those variables are definitely there. Um, and then, yeah, Sally has her group of stay-at-home moms who love this DIY shit. And it's like, oh, my God, I'm going to hire you for JoJo's birthday, and I'm going to hire you for this. They have the money. They have the accessibility to do certain things that we just don't. That's 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 wild. Yeah, I mean, and that's one of those things that's like built in into this country is that the white white people are always going to have a leg up in even starting a business. Uh, black business businesses are on the rise. I think like thirty percent um, year over year, which is great. Um, the success rate is is still kind of hit or miss, but um, it's good that you have to start it to, to try and you have to start your business. And then what will stick to the wall will stick to the wall. And I think a lot of times in our culture we get so paralyzed at the at the fear of even starting it that we don't get started and so that's why it's just, it's important to get started um I, I so i um i was talking to my sister about the fact that i uh, was doing this topic with you and she brought up she wanted me to make sure i asked you this question cuz she's she doesn't have her own business but she's very career focused no kids no husband no nothing i know you also don't have any kids aren't married do you ever feel like you're judged for putting as much like as are you ever looked at as something's wrong with you for worrying about a business and you don't have what people look at as the typical American family? Of course. And and some of that even came within myself. It's like, oh, damn, I'm 30. You know, there's certain timelines that we think to ourselves that we're supposed to have. Oh, I, I swore up and down I was going to be married at 25. Mm-hmm. So I had my first kid at 27. Like, we just had this map up, and that didn't happen. And I'm actually happy that that didn't happen because I now would wrap my ass off with this podcast so that I can set something up great for when I have kids or I can meet a husband that's going to match my drive. Like, the person that I was with back, they didn't have that same 
drive that I did. Mm-hmm. They they had their nine to five. It paid them well and they were good, which is nothing wrong with that. But I needed somebody that was going to match and understand my creativity and create and who I was and what I was, you know, searching for. So I'm happy that that didn't happen. And um, people going to always say, oh, well, you know, when are you going to have kids when I can't afford them? Exactly. <laughs> you get what yeah, I'm saying? Like, yeah. You women, you always gonna make it do what it do. Period. But if I can have a little cushion, and actually be comfortable in that, then that's what I'm gonna gonna do. So um, yeah. And my work ethic is totally different from others. And I have to sometimes say, you know what? I don't have the kids. I don't have the husband. I can't say, well, why the hell they didn't do this? Because I'm everybody's different. So I'm learning. My drive is just my drive. I'm gonna go as hard as I can for myself, for my team. Um. If somebody can't go because they can't find a babysitter for an event, guess what? I'm going to go because I have more accessibility to do so, yeah. you know? But, um, yeah. That's what's up. I, like, I feel like in this day and age, it's a good thing to, you know, hustle, like grind. You want to be comfortable in when you decide to have kids or get married. Um, back in the day, it was like, you know, we're we going to get married at 18. We both ain't got nothing, but we're going to, you know, figure exactly. it out. Yeah. And fine too, but everybody's different. So I don't feel like people should just put that on you just because you're out here, you know, hustling and trying to build your craft. Do you feel like in, in being a creative, do you kind of feel like you have to find another creative to be with sometimes? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. This, um, this, And it's so funny because I used to say like, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I used to always say, I'm up here. I want somebody that's, like, down here, that's chill, that's laid back. And I realized that's not going to work. Because yeah. when I say, oh, well, you know, I'm recording a podcast. I literally, I think I recorded, like, three podcasts in the last, like, two weeks or so. On top of work, on top of traveling to Houston for podcasting, um, you know, networking and stuff, yeah. on top of event planning and having consultations and I work night shifts. Um, so it's real different. So if it's somebody that, and it's so funny cause this um, actually was a topic in the huddle. Um, my friend Renee had reposted it. Do you feel like you want somebody that matches your drive and matches your bossism? If that's a word. Um, or do you want somebody that's like in the back, just pushing you or supporting you? Um, I'm a type of person that I gravitate. I, 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 I love support to my I need to hit my mate to actually have something for me to support. Um, if you ain't got nothing, I'm gonna be like, so you know, even if you're in school, oh look, I'll help you do your little uh, study cards. But I love to see the person that I'm with grind just as much as I do. We could grind together. We could say, you know, this client really tried me. Oh, you for real? Cause when I was trying to make this beat for this nigga, he was wilding. So much. <laughs> You get what I'm saying? Yeah, I yeah, think yeah. it's definitely important because they understand your schedule. Um, and you still got to make time now. Can't use that as an excuse. Like, oh, I'm a creative. But, you know, it works out. Yeah, and, yeah. Some people do use the whole creative thing as a as a crutch to not to not make time for shit. But I do think it's important that even if they're not a creative themselves, someone who really is going to take the time to understand what, the mind of a creative, because our minds work are completely wired differently than than other people. It's true. Like you literally, that's a um, that's a podcast. Let me jot this down. Like literally, my notes in my phone. I think it was said I have five hundred and eighty notes in here, um, because I'm for my mind is forever going. Even with like event planning and coming up with different ideas, like oh, I have to jot it down right now because I might forget. Because yeah. like you said, you're forever going. Yeah, absolutely. 
Well, let's get back onto the the support thing. So we kind of diagnosed and said why it's why you don't feel supported or why you feel like being a a black woman business owner is different than anything else and more difficult. The challenges. How do we buck that trend? What as I'm a black man asking you, like what first within our own culture and our own race, what can black men do to help black women in their business ventures? Um, just support, and that goes for everything. Yeah, sharing a repost or. If you hear somebody saying, you know, for somebody to a baby shower, oh, you know what? I know a person. Here goes their card or, you know, here goes their Instagram. Check their stuff out. That honestly is the most genuine, is most heartfelt. It's just how we feel. It's the same way how we feel about getting nominated for the awards. It's like, oh, wow, this is someone else cheering and rooting you on yeah. or push your business so that you can get that other client. Um, that's one thing, just supporting. Even if you yourself don't use a person for their service or their craft, just getting it out there for them, sending a retweet. Like, there's nothing to literally <clears throat> hit retweet on yeah. Twitter. It's so simple. Yeah. Or hitting a like. Or review, rate, subscribe. Yeah, it's <laughs> so simple. And I don't know if it's, you know... They think like, oh, they already got enough support, so they don't need little me to, you know, put my or send a review because they good. No, yeah. have the same energy that you have for Beyonce. <clears throat> Sorry, have the same energy that you have for Beyonce or Jay or Lizzo. You still commenting and you loving and you retweeting them. Yeah. You gonna so have that same energy when it comes to your 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 brown kings and queens. A retweet and people, I, and, and I get it, especially if you're not like a creative, you kind of, you may not understand the importance of it, but really a Level. retweet can go so far. Like you can retweet it. If two people out of the hundred people that follow you listen, all right, let's say they listen, they enjoy it. They That's retweet it. or repost it. Like it, it, it's, it, it's forever going. And you know, people I think get so caught up in like, they, they feel like listening is the, is the best way to support. It's, everything isn't going to be for everyone. Like, I don't expect all my friends and family to listen to my podcast because it may not honestly be what you're interested in. But fuck, share it. Tell people about it because you never know. That's it. Yeah. Because that person might be in the podcast. And that's why, like, even with us, we're different levels. Like, okay, I'm going to listen. But we have the huddle, which is interactive. And that's just us talking on, face on Facebook. We throw events. All right, you could come to our happy hour. You can post our happy hour. You can post our brunches that we do every first Sunday. You can post our, um, you know, throwback Thursday movie nights. You can come to the live show and just have a good time, get you a drink and some food. And you get what I'm saying? There's yeah. so many different levels, even with us. And it, it isn't just listening. Yeah. So there's no excuse. I need more podcasters to under, like, I think. In the, in the day and age where everyone's in a rush for the live show, which don't get me wrong, that's how a lot of podcasters make their money. It's a great thing, but not every podcast is conducive to a live show. But you can get in your community and do an event. You can Absolutely. you can get in your your in in your town and throw a happy hour. You can throw a game night. Like this is things that get your name out and associates you and endears you to the pe the people that are around in your same city without even it necessarily being about a podcast. And people like they don't really think about that and. It, it's frustrating yeah. to a degree, but that's when I have to just be like, you know what? You got it. <laughs> right. Exactly. If you ain't being receptive and trying to get the constructive criticism, then it's like, all right, I'm going to just fall back. And I think that that is one of the great things about us 
um, we were known as the team because we were always around, always at different events, you know, throwing back in 2012, we were throwing hotel parties, having, <laughs> you know, uh, men versus women game, uh, football and it, kickball games, just, you know, just always been a vibe. So that's definitely. And once we do that, it's like, oh, what y'all do? Oh, well, we have a podcast. Oh, really? That's dope. I'm going to check it out. And then there you have it. You don't want to listen to listen to it. Go on to YouTube. You can watch it on YouTube. You know it's levels. So last question, last last question. This isn't really on the on the topic of the business. Is that uh, have you guys thought about doing a live show outside of your city yet? Yes, okay. absolutely. It's, yes, I, I figured it was coming. Soon come, soon come. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, just and that's one of the reasons why I've I've literally been traveling since April. I've been somewhere at least. Once a month, April is in Atlanta. May we were in DC for Love Lesson Badass Soul um, live show. June I was in. I was on the. I was on the cruise. Like, oh, you need to listen to our podcast. I was in the Bahamas, Bermuda. Like, oh, you got internet? Oh yeah, here, listen to this. <laughs> um, July I went to Houston. Um, we're, Cabo, guess what? They're going to hear about the team. You never know who you're going to meet. So yeah. trying to expand outside of just our state. Um, so then that way you can build the momentum. So when we do go, we know at least a good like 10 to 12 people that are coming that we know that either moved down there from Connecticut or they heard about our podcast because of the people that are that are down there, you know, showing us love. So that's a good feeling to have. Yeah. D.C., we we have so many new listeners in the DC and Baltimore area from doing that live show in DC. It's been it's been crazy, and they'll like email like, yeah, you know, my friend went to your live show. They said we should check it out, and it's just like wow, like you start seeing the importance of it. And I think like I spent my whole first year in podcast, well, solo podcasting, being really like to myself, off in my own corner. And it took for BJ to tell me like, bro, you got to get out the crib. You really have to get out the crib. And in this year, me traveling more and more, not just to my own events, but like going to New York and uh, got an event in St. Louis on the 31st. I'm doing like just getting out and actually touching people and talking to them face to face. Like I'm starting, I've started to realize in 2019, the importance of getting out and yeah, my pockets hurt a little bit. Not going to lie, but it's, it's worth it in, in the brand building. You kind of have to take a loss initially and, but I'm building out that base to where now if I want now, I mean, if I want to do a live show in DC once a year, I can. And I know that I'll have those people who come out and do it. So yeah, Absolutely. it's worth it. Yeah. And, and people want to see you as a person, like there's so many people that are different on the podcast than they are in real life. Mm-hmm. When you keep it transparent, you keep it above it on podcast and, you know, they like that. Look at Cardi B, like her success was literally because she has been the same person before she got put on. And people want to see the people that they're actually listening to. Yeah. Like, oh, Beck is legit crazy in real life. <laughs> like, you know, Joe's very quiet and chill. But as soon as Biggie or little Kim come on, she's up out her chair. Like, this is real life stuff. And they like to see that. Yeah. And the engagement, I love it. I love it. Yeah. I, I really do, too. And, you know, as an introverted person, I don't even know if I can say it anymore. Like, Dan, oh, Dan on drugs has called me out several times like, Bro, I don't think you can say you're introverted anymore. I'm like, all right, well, maybe I'm not. <laughs> but uh, anything, any part in thoughts, anything left, anything else that you want to leave with anyone when it comes to recognizing the struggles that, that our black women go through and starting their own businesses? Yeah, I just wanted to say some statistics because this is real life 
Um, actually, BlackEnterprise.com had a article last year, and they said that Black women make up 59% of all Black-owned businesses. Ooh, okay. Mm-hmm. Black women are also the fastest-growing group of entrepreneurs in the U.S., running about 2.4 million businesses around the country, which I'm sure that number probably has increased Absolutely. since last year. Um, and that equates to 20% of all women-owned businesses and an estimated $386.6 billion in revenue. So we are Those are some numbers, right? Those are, yeah, that's deep. Uh, Blackenterprise.com. Yeah, that's what's up. That, that's that's awesome. 27%. Okay. It's levels. It, it, it's, it's levels to everything. But I think that... Uh, the black black women are just really like you you can see it like there's the um the lawyer that I met when I was in New York or whatever and she she's specializing in like helping podcasts get their LLC and everything together and, and file their stuff legally but like she she had mentioned when we, she was on her panel how like the difficulty in just being a black woman in law and I'm just like think and law is something that everyone needs and like things like event planning or podcasts like it's so much smaller scope so yeah. I can only imagine how much more difficult it is because it is something that's not as common. So yeah, and then even in the article, I stated um, the lack of education, resources, and mentorship in women. Um, you know, black women don't really know who to go to or where to go to when trying to organize and get their business together. Mm-hmm. Um, that's another problem. Like, are we supporting each other? Are we being a mentor? We always say, "I want to be the person that I wished." my older generation was for me. Okay. Like we out here winging it. We yeah. just trying to figure it out. You know what I'm saying? Whereas other cultures can say, Oh, look, I'm going to go to this person as a mentor, as a, is, is kind of hard depending on what, um, you know, field that you're, you're discussing. So have you had a chance to mentor anyone else yet? So we actually are starting in the fall. We're doing our mentorship program with young girls, um, ninth grade through 12. And just building their self-esteem. We're going to be talking about bullying, which is going to be one of our episodes. We're going to have some young girls come on because the school year is about to start. Um, and just trying to get them at a younger age to be like, yo, you're a bull. That's what's up. You know, we love our blood, but you don't, you know, and just building them up. So each of us will have a mentor to begin with. And we'll, you know, check on them weekly. And then we'll do a monthly get together with all of us plus our mentees. And just um, we've gotten with the Board of Education to do some different like seminars and stuff within the school system. So it's exciting. I'm excited. I did have a question that I completely forgot. We got into a good conversation. I completely forgot. So before we leave, I do have to ask this one. How yes. often, how many times do you could tell the experience or whatever, mm-hmm. do you find that someone kind of uses your business as a way to try to holler at you? Because we know niggas will use anything that they can. So that's something that I wanted to ask. And that's something that I think is important to have in this conversation. Like as a business owner, how many how many men try to use that as a way to kind of get to you on a personal level? <laughs> many, 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 many times. Okay. Uh, I had one that was like, you know, I'm trying to start a podcast. Podcast is dope you know, X, Y, and Z. Oh yeah. I'm all about, you know, we could set up a meeting like, you know, Danny's executive director. So she knows a little bit more than me, but you know, we can chop it up. We can tell you how we do our marketing and da da da. Cause we're all about, we don't keep nothing to ourselves. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. And I was checking you like, all right, cool. Guess we have yet to meet about the podcast he's referring to, but yeah, it's, it's weird. I've had another guy who actually contacted me for his daughter's, birthday and was trying to talk to me and i'm like 
nah, bro. <laughs> nah. Like, he's like, oh, we're not? No. But yeah, it happened. Why? I mean, I why? Like, why? No. why? Oh, man. I don't understand people. Like, like if you want to talk to me, just say you want to talk to me. Exactly. Don't try to my business as a, a leeway. Like, we grown. And so. I think, I think too, like, people are so awkward, like, in that, in that, they don't know how either the court, they don't know how to have a normal conversation. And so they see you have something that they can then say, oh, well, this is a good conversation well, starter. Like, well, even if, even if they want to ask you about your business as a conversation starter, I guess that would, that would probably be okay. But to, like, yeah. use this whole fake thing of, I want to hire you for this as a real, as a yeah. way to really try to holler at you. It's like, come on, man. All right. I'm gonna take your money though. I'll take your <laughs> you want to do that? Then that's what we're gonna do. You could have just asked, you know what I'm saying? But hey, whatever. But yeah, it's kind of weird. But I, trust me, I didn't trust me. I, I don't put nothing past nobody. So <laughs> people are very unique. But yeah, people don't just be normal. But yeah, normal. how about you? Listen. I'm pretty sure the emails be flowing for a asshole. It, it's like it's like it, i get an email that's like hey or something like you know i heard this episode xyz and i'll be like oh well thank you for checking out you know we appreciate you xyz then it just boom i'm like okay where what what happened here where where did we go wrong like where where, where did it turn left at um, so did you listen to the did you even listen to the whole episode or you just stopped at a certain point like yeah let me know like now because you know i like i post video clips now it's like promo tools for, right. So now if someone like if someone almost if they if they reach out and they mention what was in that video clip and that's it, I'm already like, come on now. Side I'm not eye. dumb. Exactly. I'm not dumb. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, oh, I love the part when you said and it was literally the clip. Yeah. Oh, what did I say after that? Oh, uh, right. Oh, you know, I forgot you said so much good stuff on the episode. I kind of forgot what. No, nah. I got to re-listen. Like, bye. Yeah. It's deep. Podcasting is is as much positivity comes with the, the negative side of it. It's just like wow, like really, really. Yeah, you know. It is yeah, this is true. But you know, for the most part, we've been we've been real good with everything. Super excited for all that is to come. Yes, the live show. I will be there. I, I'm there. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's gonna be lit. Yes. Listen, that whole weekend we're gonna make sure it's lit. That's what's no. Yeah. Well, Miss Beck, tell the people where they can find you. If you have any other parting words, give it to them, but tell them where they can find you for sure. Well, you can follow me on all platforms, Beck Easy, B E K E A S Y. Um, you can follow the team podcast. Um, on Twitter, it's the team, T H A T E A M podcast. On Instagram, it's underscore the team. On Facebook, it's the team podcast. Our uh, group is the huddle, so it's hashtag T H A. CS platform there is YouTube, Spreaker, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google Play, um, and yeah, our live show is September twenty first. Our second live show is the Group Chat Live Eventbrite. The Group Chat Live Eventbrite com. Come out, it's gonna be super dope. It will be streaming on YouTube as well for the out of town guests that can't make it. But if you can make it, come turn up in CT. We are lots of fun. You will not be disappointed. Who's hosted this time? We didn't have a host yet. So the first one, we were very, very extra. Mm -hmm. You were. Extremely extra. Uh, We had Wheezy from Horrible Decisions host. And I think this one, we just wanted to be a smaller venue. We just wanted to be about us. 
um, you know, give the people just us. But um, we're thinking about a host. You might be able to host. I was just, I was gonna, I was gonna throw my uh, hat in the ring. I'm down. Just let me know. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, that'll be fun. All right. Well, that's it, guys. Go and follow them. Definitely listen to the team, which is one of my favorite podcasts. And I'm not just saying that because they're on the Breaks Media. They were one of my favorites before then. Um, But, yeah, definitely go and check out the team. This has been The Awaken Soul. You can follow me at CEO Hayes. And we are out. Peace. Peace. We're going to take this one over to 275 Halstead, 